Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? Baxter blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of glare. The past year, we have all been glued to our devices more than ever. I know for me, it's between the podcast, it's between the blog, and just regular scrolling. I've been there. Our exposure to digital light has soared and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result. Baxter Blue is also a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair sold. This is eyewear built for our digital age and Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off your next purchase of blue light, sleep, or kids glasses. Click the link in our show notes for your exclusive discount. This is the sign that you have been waiting for to invest in blue light glasses. We know that you will love your Baxters and we know that you'll feel the difference. Happy Friday. Do I sound a little chipper? Because I'm a little chipper. Let me tell you, let me just go ahead and tell you why. First of all, happy Friday. Happy, happy, happy Friday. Let's times that by 15. I'm super, super, super duper excited. And let me tell you why. First of all, if this is your first time here at Conversations with Toy, welcome. Get comfortable, slip into some comfortable shoes, grab your favorite drink, and let's enjoy the time that we have together. That's first off welcome. Make sure that you share this podcast with a friend, a family, an enemy, whomever, and make sure you subscribe as well as leave a review. Let me know what you think, what you think should be changed, what topics you may want to cover. All of that is good. I will not take offense to it. Leave an amazing review because, hey, this is what we're trying to do. Be amazing in everything that we do. So let's just get right into it. I am recording from my new, 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 new laptop. Yes, I am super ecstatic. First of all, if you are not aware, I'm not only a podcaster, but I'm also a blogger, an influencer, a motivational speaker. And with that being said, I started my podcast uh, a couple months ago, but I want to say I started the blog six years ago and I started that on my smartphone. I had my blog on a smartphone for one year and it wasn't bad at all. But, you know, there was some no issues when you have things on a smartphone versus a laptop. You're not able to save files. You're just there's a lot of downsides to not having a laptop. So let's fast forward to year one. You know, I got through it. I learned how to be more consistent. And then my husband and I decided, hey, let's go ahead and get you that good laptop. So for Christmas, he gifted me a laptop and I've had that laptop for five years and everything was okay but you know all good things do come to an end and I discovered that my laptop was giving me issues 
no matter if I was putting things on a cloud or saving it to an, you know, a flash drive, I was always having issues with spacing and then it just wasn't running well. You know, you have a camera and you can't even see yourself on the camera. It would flip, but not flip over. It was just, in my opinion, a complete tragedy. So with that being said, I finally made the pull to go ahead and pull for a new laptop and I have the new Surface Pro um, and I love it. Surface Pro 7, I should say. Um, and I absolutely love it so far. I mean, I haven't been on it a long, 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 long time, but so far for the things that I needed to do, I was able to set it up within like 30 minutes, you know, get all my security things on there, get everything situated, bring some files over. So for that, I'm excited for it. So I'll, you know, as I continue to use it, I'll just try to give, you know, updates about how I like it. I had placed this information, like, you know, asking, you know, several other bloggers, like what is their go-to laptop? And I know I am an Apple um, person, but sometimes I feel like we pay for the Apple logo. We're not paying for what we really need. So I tried to take myself out of just grabbing a Mac Book Pro only because I, it's not that I was against it. It was just more or less, am I buying the name or am I buying the productivity? And I'm not saying that the MacBook Pro, especially the newer ones are not good because they are, but I find that my Surface Pro um, 7 gives me almost the same thing without that Apple logo. And I'm not saying that it's cheap because <laughs> this particular laptop that I have, it is not cheap. Once you start adding everything you need, it just was not. However, I'm just satisfied with what I have. And so I'm excited. And that alone, being able to record without any issue, being able to, I was able to do a Zoom and record the Zoom for the podcast um, that I'm working on, something I'm working on for a couple of weeks, you know, down the line. And I was able to do that without issue. And that right there is already a Christmas miracle. And just the ability, you know, when things are new, you know, the newness will wear off and it'll go back to just being the laptop that becomes, you know, the tool for work. But for right now, it is what it is. So let me clarify what I said last week about my second vaccination. Last week for my second vaccination, I said everything was fine. Do you not know that the second that I uploaded this podcast, or I should say that podcast from last week, I was doing fine. The second I uploaded it, and was going up my way to go up the steps just to go to bed. Nothing crazy, nothing, nothing out of, you know, out of pocket. Do you not know that I got super duper sick? I'm talking about in the bed for about 24 to 48 hours. It's more or less like 48 hours. I was in bed for just about two days. It was horrible. Like I don't, and let me just say this because I'm not saying that it's so horrible that you should not get it. I believe that the vaccination is a very personal decision. And I believe that even in those 48 hours with me feeling sick, it does not, does not mean that you shouldn't get it. In my personal opinion, you should. Those two days let me further know that if I was to get the, you know, COVID, I would be a whole lot of a wreck. So I'm actually very grateful. Those two days, although they were, you know, stressful, I had, uh, my feet were like ice cold. I had the Pfizer shot. So my feet in the beginning were like ice cold, almost like to the touch. Then I started getting really, really hot. Then I started getting headaches. Then I started getting all these body aches. It was like having the flu, but nothing like that. It was just like nothing I had experienced before. And those were my two days. So very tired, headaches, body pain, um, chills, but then hot. It was like I had five, when I tell you I had five 
blankets. I had five full blankets, one of which is my, um, what is it? My not heated blanket, but weighted blanket. Now, if you've ever had a weighted blanket, they come in different variations of pounds. And I believe mine is, I want to say the 25 pounds. So that in itself, usually if I have just that on, it's such a security for me. Like I can sleep. It's very warm. It's like getting the biggest hug you've ever had. I needed that and four other blankets. That's how cold I was. But then I had to stick my leg out of it because I was hot. It was just like in a weird experience. But I'm fully vaccinated. And I think at the end of the day, when I think about it, I think that is the part that means the most to me. So even with all the ups and downs of dealing with that, I'm okay with it. So there you have it. I survived those 48 hours. What I will say is I, I said, God, you know what? When I was laying down, I was like, you know what? Thank you for the rest. Because at the end of the day, I rested, I slept, I did nothing. Let me tell you, there's so many times when I'm able to get sick and just kind of like move through it. But this time I couldn't, I didn't blog, I didn't go on Instagram like that. I had already had things set, you know, previously, but there was like no new stuff going up because I was just that sick, but I needed that rest. And um, last Sunday was Easter. And I got well just in time to pull off another Easter. Um, you know, decorating the house and things for that is very important to me, making sure that the table looks, you know, presentable for when the kids come down and they're looking at all their things. And I was able to get that done. Thank the Lord. And we had a really relaxed Easter. We relaxed, we enjoyed each other. We had amazing food. I did the entire dinner. I made a cake, a lemon cake. I mean, we just really had us a really, really great time. And although we weren't able to see extended family and friends, it still felt, I don't know, there was like a little extra level of peace, both for my husband being vaccinated. If it just, it just had another level of peace. I can't fully explain it, but I know that it felt great. Um, but on Sunday evening, we watched the verses um, if you are not familiar with Versus, that's V-E-R-Z-U-Z, -E I believe. It is on Instagram. Go ahead and check that out. And they basically have a compilation, like almost a back, like a battle back and forth between two artists. And in particular, the battle was with Earth, Wind and Fire versus um, the Isley Brothers. This had to be, in my personal of opinion, this had to be probably the most epic verses that they've ever had. Now, listen, they've had some heavy hitters. They've had Monica versus Brandy. They're going to be having SWV versus um, Escape on Mother's Day weekend. Listen, but this particular one was bomb. First of all, they started on time as close to as on time that they've ever had, in my opinion. They the music between Earth, Wind and Fire and The Isley Brothers is just if you've ever just loved that old school R&B music, feel good music, you know, you at your grandma's house at a cookout, you on the skating ring, getting your skate on. This was every thing. I'm sitting there. First of all, I was proud because my kids, I kind of kept we kind of kept them up for most of it, to be honest with you. And let me tell you why they were on spring break. They wanted to have a sleepover and we were not budging from that main TV because we wanted to see it on the big screen. And so they just had to deal with it. 
Now, my son was the only one at the towards the end that was kind of over it, but everybody else was singing to the music. And that made me as a parent proud because I know they know all the new music and the new artists and all that stuff. You know what it is, what it is. But for them to actually know the words to some old school music for five seconds, I felt like at that moment I was actually parenting my kids all the way right. Like it didn't matter what mistakes I felt like I've ever made at that moment. Me and them, we were all together good. Like I had actually... I, I was done. Like as a parent, I had just done what I needed to do. You know what I mean? I, I just did what I had to do where it came to them at that moment, because that was an epic concert. I want to call it concert. It's supposed to have been a competition, but I mean, how do you go against the two groups? I, I don't know, but let me just say, so for the, I was actually in the kitchen washing, um, washing the dishes because we had it on the main screen. My husband had it up so I could hear it. So I didn't even realize, I realized Steve Harvey was the host. I don't think I knew that prior to, maybe I just wasn't paying attention. But of course, by the time I started washing clothes, I mean, washing dishes, I heard Steve Harvey. So I was like, okay, here we go. And I mean, when you think about it, Steve Harvey would be the most epic host because that's like from his era. He's always like that old school uncle that's just like laid outfits laid you know what I mean that's always coming here you know with the cigarette or cigar hanging out this mouth talking have you ever been anywhere down any place down south that is Steve Harvey is normal like there's nothing abnormal about Steve Harvey where I'm where my family's from and so that I heard him so I was like okay here we go it's gonna be a good night I saw you know obviously Ciroc is like the big um I want to say, what is it? Sponsor of this verse of all, most of the verses, if not all of them. And I kept telling my husband the entire night, I know they're drinking Ciroc, but we need to get some Brown. This, this requires Brown liquor. Like this is not, this is not a vodka. This is not a, we don't need none of that. We need straight up Brown liquor. So we're going to have to get us some Crown Royal. We're going to get us some E&J. Like we had these things in our house. Let's not, let's not get this twisted. We did not actually go out to buy extra Brown liquor. We keep that stuff in stock. Cause if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. And that's what, that's what was in my cup. I don't know what was in my husband's cup, but that was what was in my cup. So outside and I drank very little just because I didn't want to be so like, Oh, I'm drinking. Yay. Like I just wanted to enjoy the moment. However, can we, I did not realize where Ron Isley was. I'm like, how in the world you have the Isley brothers don't have Ron Isley. I'm Ron Isley. And he was sitting right there and he was looking very delicious. I say that respectfully because he has a whole wife. I have a whole husband. Um, and I've said this before. I am married, committed and in love with my husband, but my eyes are not blind. However, that man looked good. I think he's 79 years old and you know I've always listen and I know there's a lot of dirty old men and it is just is what it is I've run into quite a few number of them in person online in my dms the whole thing but none of them don't be looking like no Ron Isley not one of them would even make you turn your head you just be like lord if I asked for a sugar daddy, this would be the look of the sugar daddy that I had actually asked for versus the ones that are in my DM. You know what I'm saying? Um, Ron Isley has, he looks very good, period. And then if you add on the fact that he's 79, you'd be like, well, 79, what? I really wish he had done this look years ago, but he just, and he, listen, he just stepped right on in. 
Like, how do you look better at 79 than you did when it's just, I don't know. But Ron Osley has been the talk of everybody's been talking. He looked good. And it was a good show. So I was glad for that. So that was how Sunday went down. The last couple of days have been super duper crazy. However, being focused on what I needed to do for the blog work, whatever the case may be. I am excited that again, <laughs> I'm going to keep saying this is not, um, they're not sponsoring surface pro is not sponsoring this, but they surely could sponsor it if they would like, um, I would gladly appreciate that. That'd be fine with me, but I am telling you that if you are a blogger looking for a laptop that you feel is going to be, you know, be able to get you done what you got to get done. I think the surface pro would be best. I want to flip over to some very unsettling information. And again, I want to preface because the situation is ever changing that at the time of my recording um, for, for today's podcast, DMX is still on life support. There's been so many, I can't even, I don't really, I can't say for sure that I know what happened. And from the, the reports of saying that he had another drug overdose and had a heart attack or he just had a heart attack. I don't know if it was which one it was, if it was a combination of him having a drug overdose and then going into a heart, a heart attack or just having a heart attack period. But DMX unfortunately is in a vegetative state and you know, they're just pretty much keeping the prayer lines open, hoping that he will pull through. And I know that everybody is going to focus again on the man DMX as far as you know, everyone knows that he's been doing drugs for most of his life. Um, I think he was tricked by a friend that laced his uh, weed with crack at one point. And that kind of like catapulted his his drug addiction. And again, I'm not going to tell my mother's story, but I will say my mother has been very vigilant about sharing her personal story about being on drugs for 17 years. Do not ask me what her drug of choice was. I kind of remember it, but I don't, this again is her story, but I want to share this particular part of her story to say that a lot of times it just takes, you know, whatever jump starts into you to open up your eyes, to change your life. You have to be open to that. And I honestly just pray that DMX is given another chance not to just be here and just be in a vegetative state that I pray that he, that kind of, I just, I'm just hoping for a miracle. I'm hoping a miracle for life. I'm hoping a miracle that he can be better than just laying there. I want him to just tap into his potential because as many as people will harp on the drug addiction, there were so many good things about DMX. Not only was he an amazing and, and I'm not going to say was, but is an amazing rapper because I'm not trying to have y'all, um, Claudia Jordan, me, Claudia got online and was like, RIP to DMX and he's still alive. And I'm not doing that whatsoever. So let me make sure I am letting you know that if I should say was, I am, it is a true mistake. It is, it is, he is still here again during the taping of this. He has been fine as far as, you know, not fine, but doing and pulling through and working um, hard to do whatever he has to do fighting. And we're just here to support the family. And, um, but yeah, DMX, unfortunately, is in a bad way. And we need to come together and just try to lift him up in some sort of prayer, whatever you choose to believe in, because it will be super shameful for him to, again, be in a situation where he would then lose his life. Um, so I'm more concerned about that. What is his legacy? You know, he he has an amazing legacy. It, it is what it is. DMX you know, it's just one of those greats. And I hope that he continues to get his flowers because at the end of the day, he deserves it. 
He legit definitely, definitely deserves it. Another thing that I wanted to talk about was Nick Cannon. Yes. So in the midst of me laying down or being forced down by my second vaccination, I did have the ability to finally have like complete, utter, mindless scrolling again when I wasn't sleeping because I did a lot of sleeping and I saw that Nick Cannon had a song with Kiara or Kiki Sheard. Anyone who has been in the gospel world knows that Kiara Kiki Sheard is one of gospel giants greats. She is the daughter of, um, and I can't remember her name. Let me not do this. Karen Clark Sheard and newly appointed uh, Church of God in Christ presiding bishop, um, her husband and um, Mr. Sheard, I guess I'll call him. I can't remember what his first name is. I got to get together. But the song I thought was Kiki featuring Nick Cannon, which in the thought process didn't make sense, but it's neither here nor there, but it's actually Nick Cannon's song of no weapon. So if you ever heard Fred Hammond's no, no weapon formed against me, that song, he remixed it in his own way. I guess he kind of just did redid the song, remixed it or whatever the case may be. The song with Kiki Kiara Sheard and it wasn't bad. I'm not going to lie. I have to be honest. I was very concerned about what this was going to sound like. But at the again, I honestly thought it was Kiara's song that he was being featured on. And again, I did have some questions. I had questions like, okay, this is a gospel giant. Why would she have him featured? But he sounded great. And if you don't know a lot about Nick Cannon's past, he is a son of a preacher. Us PKs have to stick together so I can understand why he would make that song. First and foremost, as a PK, I feel like I'm your ambassador for all things preacher's kids. As a PK, uh, anything Fred Hammond, if you don't know who Fred Hammond is and you're calling yourself a proclaimed PK, you're not. Fred Hammond has been one of, I don't want to say giants because I've already used that, that word, that adjective, but I'll just say he is just like, a gospel it's like the best cereal that you could ever have Fred Hammond is that in gospel world and I'll say that he has been known to make a lot of amazing music songs that will carry you through no matter your darkest time your I'm telling you I've listened to Fred Hammond in my most depressed state and this is exactly why I say that music can be a healing. And this is why I take very, very caution, very much of, of caution of the type of music I listen to when I'm in a depressed state, because the music that you listen to can either make it make you feel better or make you feel worse. And so when I am in a funk, when I'm in a depressive mood, there is particular songs I have a go-to that I listen to when it comes to Fred Hammond. And one of them is obviously No Weapon. That is, a you know, every church, every church baby, everybody that sang on a choir, everybody that can even hold a note has start, you know, sang this song. Uh, one of my other ones for Fred Hammond is um, Please Don't Pass Me By. And the reason why in the song it says, um, I know I'm broken, but you can heal me. And that particular phrase has always moved me personally because I've had a lot of broken moments. 
And if you've ever had a time when you felt completely, completely and utterly broken, and I'm talking about you felt like you've failed in life, you can't make it, you have made so many mistakes that why would God even try to listen to you? That particular song, Please Don't Pass Me By, is an amazing song. And it makes you cry. It gets that... Listen, I've had so many ugly cries. It's like I hear the song and I'd be like, now, you know, you're going to ugly cry, right? You know, you're going to ugly cry. But it's that release after that ugly cry that gives you that five seconds of hope that lets you know that, listen, you are not forgotten. You can make it. You can get up wherever you are right now and not even have a a, a thought process about where you're going to go. You don't have a thought process. You may not even have the resources to make it, but you're going to make it. So I understood why Nick Cannon would take that song and redo it. We have no idea what that young man or he's like the same age as me, but we don't know what that man is going through. And he has made a lot of questionable decisions, you know, if he has multiple, um, he was married to Mariah Carey and then he has multiple um, babies on the way or and has had multiple babies since Mariah Carey. And he continues uh, to have these different children by different women. I believe that's just his lifestyle. That's what he is choosing. That is between him and Jesus or whoever he serves um, or he, whoever he is uh, attached to. But one thing about a PK, once a PK, you're really always a PK. No matter what you delve into, no matter where you go, you will always remember particular music, particular songs that take you back to the place when, again, it doesn't matter how rich you are. It doesn't matter how poor you are. We're all going to have highs and we're all going to have lows. And if that song, No Weapon, is is helping him wherever he may be in his life, I'm here for it. I know there was a lot of flack about why of all vessels God would choose to use someone like Minnie Cannon. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, this is not necessarily a church sermon, but I will tell you that even I or you or anyone you know can be used for whatever purpose. If that means to uplift a friend, like I had a friend that was going through last week and she needed me, that is who you were chose to be used for. People can be used in the most craziest of state, Right. So let's not judge that. And again, that's just my five second take. So I wasn't mad about Nick Cannon coming out with that song. I know everybody on the internet had mixed reviews. Some people was just like, wait a minute, he can play the piano. Yeah, most church kids learn. And especially when you're in like one of those small hometown churches where you got like eight members, but like six of them belong to the, like six of them are like from the same household, like the pastor's family. And then you have, you know, a small gathering. We learn real quick how to play an instrument. We learn real quick how to lead a uh, song. We learn real quick how to be the usher, how to be the, you learn everything. You become multi-talented uh, on different boards. You kind of serve communion. You can go from serving communion to wiping off a table. Like it is what it is. So I resonated with that. That resonated with me and I'm, you know, it is who it is. Who am I? Who am I with everything that I've gone through in life? Who am I with all the mistakes that I've made to tell somebody else that they're not allowed to sing a song that's uplifting, right? He's not singing a song about nothing else but uplifting. And that's really what the song is about. No weapon formed against me. That means no matter what's happening in my life, when people attempt to, you know, count me out, they're throwing all kinds of daggers, hoping and wishing and praying that I would fall. No weapon is going to be formed that shall prosper. I'm still going to make it because there's a calling on Nick Cannon's life, whether he ever answers that call or he answers that call in his own way. Right. Cause we always, you know, church folks can be pretty judgmental. Let's just, let's put it there. Right. Church folks can be pretty, pretty judgmental. And so when people don't package things the way we want it to be packaged, then that's where we are. So 
Thanks for Nick Cannon for that song. It wasn't a bad song. So if you ever had a chance, go ahead and listen to it. Kiki, you know, she wasn't as boisterous. And I think maybe she wasn't trying to outpower out his voice, but it mixed well. I was shocked. And I, like I said, go ahead and listen to it. You can go right on YouTube. You don't got to go nowhere far. You ain't got to have, you know, I don't want to get an Apple account or whatever your phone has. Listen, you ain't got to spend no coin. You know, YouTube could be your best friend. This is exactly why I say when people say, I don't know how to do something, I have to question, unless you don't have a smartphone, what is going on? Because you can learn how to make a pot of rice. You can learn how to sew something. I do Friday nights. I do uh, makeup tutorials. I don't do them. Let's be clear. I do not. You will never go on YouTube and you will see I do have a YouTube page, but you will not. And it's under Toy Time, Toy Time blog. You will not um, find me doing the music or doing the makeup, but I will sit down on Friday nights and I either watch a hair tutorial or a makeup tutorial and I learn some new skills. So when people say I don't know how to do there's too many resources for you to not know what to do. You have got to be able to know what to do because you know why? It's available. It's out there. You can learn. You can pick it up a skill. You can pick up any skill and you can fine tune that skill. So if you can't do hair, learn how to do hair. You can't put do makeup, learn how to do some makeup. You can't make a pot of rice, no shame in that. Can I just say my parents or yeah, my parents, we they used to eat um is it minute rice? Not necessarily minute rice. What was the rice in the bag? Oh, rice in the bag. And so when I married my husband, he, you know, his mom was a little more old school. Now my grandmother and them, they were old school, but my mom just didn't like that. And we were more on the go. We didn't have time to be doing that old, you know, old fashioned pot of rice. I learned how to make a pot of rice right off of YouTube. So now, I mean, I do have a rice cooker now, thank God for technology where I can throw it in there and it does what it needs to do and steam the rice and it's supposed to be better. But prior to that, I learned the old school. Well, I guess it's not even old school way, but I learned by going on YouTube. So there's no shame in not knowing. It's just a shame to not to continue to walk in something that you can clearly, clearly gain the skills. And speaking of skills, if you want to do something, even if it's something that you want to eventually turn from a hobby to uh, a paycheck, there are things online that you can do as well for that. There, What can't you do online, right? I mean, if you're going to be on there scrolling for things, you know, that, you know, satisfies yourself, you should also be able to go in there and get a skill set and make a couple of dollars off of it, too. So just just my five seconds. Now, I do want to talk about something that's extremely serious. Darius Morris, he is a basketball player and he is accused of beating his ex-girlfriend. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, if you even attempt to look him up and look at the video, I'm going to warn you that the video is very, very, very hard to watch. I'm not sure. I forget where I um, spent or where I was at. I think I was actually waiting for one of my kids. My husband was taking them to do whatever he they were doing. And I stumbled upon it. And uh, yeah, it's very hard, right? It's extremely, extremely hard to, to watch. He really beats her for sure. And... I don't understand what it is about, first of all, domestic violence can happen to anybody of any race, 
at any given time, doesn't matter where they are, rather than have they a lot of money or no money, you know, domestic violence is a serious accusation. It's a serious situation and it's absolutely disgusting. And when I saw that video, I was just like floored. And then the accusation that his mother was aware that he had had been beating her and then stated, well, you should have given him his, you know, your phone. Apparently he was, he had beaten her because he wanted to have access to her phone. He was accusing her of cheating and here he was cheating the entire time. And that's neither here nor there. But as a mom, listen, I love my son and there's no, I don't know how to explain how moms feel about their sons. But I felt like if the mother did say that, that had to be a money grab. Like she didn't want to see her precious meal ticket go down because there is no physical way that I'm going to uphold my son beating another woman. I love my son, right? Love my son. But I would have went and got him some help. I would not have condoned that. I'd have been embarrassed. And I probably would have whipped him to some point. Like I probably would have beat my own son if I found out that he had beat another woman or beat a woman, period. So I just want to say, I know, listen, everything is always motivated by some type of financial gain. I get it. But at some point, you've got to lay some of this to the side and make decisions that make sense. I have two daughters and they can't come home talking about some man beat them. They can't come home talking about some boyfriend hit them. I I don't even care. Like you ain't even got to beat them down like he did her. I'm talking about just a hit, like just a hit. And we coming over there, but it's going to be safety off, sir. We're not, we're going to shoot first, ask questions second. You know what I'm saying? Like my daughters could never, they could never come home and say some, some boy beat them, hit them. We ain't playing that. So as a mom, I just felt like this was just like a whole nother level that a mother would even excuse this type of deplorable behavior. I sat there and I was just like, please don't let this woman have said that. And of course she gave the, um, here for all domestic violence, um, victims and I would never, blah, blah, blah. I don't know who's lying and who's telling the truth, but I do know what that video that showed him beating her ain't lying. And then, uh, the pictures of the video of her aftermath, that's not a lie either. So like my mother would always say, everybody ain't telling the same lie. Now they may come in a couple of them with a couple pieces of the lie, but everybody ain't going to tell the same lie. He lying. He beat that girl. Now, I don't know who condoned it. I don't know who high-fived it. I don't know who was like, yes, this is it. Do you do that? I can't go there and say that because I don't know what's real and what's not. But I know that video was pretty clear that he had been beating her. And from the conversation she's had, it's not the first. And I believe that. You know why? Because most abusers don't just start off. They don't just hit you once and go about their business. They do it because they feel like they have this power. And um, it's sad. So I hope that she... I hope, honestly, to be honest with you, I hope that he gets arrested and I hope he gets kicked off the NBA team. I don't, I think he's on team like somewhere in Sacramento or something weird, but I hope that he gets uh, taken off the team. I hope that he is immediately fired and I hope that he is somewhere getting arrested because that is just down low and wrong. There's just no other way to put that. And so, yeah, I'm not here for him and nothing that he's doing. And it just made me sad to see that. But let's switch gears and talk about my week. I know we talked about parts of the week with the Easter. We talked about uh, my kids was on spring break from majority of last week and um, the middle of this week. So I was grateful for that rest of not having to get them up and being online and um, yeah, sleeping in a little bit. And there's a couple of changes that's going to be happening. I'm going to give it about maybe two weeks and then I made a week or two and I'll talk about it. Um, But I'm processing the change. 
And this week, my biggest self self care was taking a deep breath. Now, any of my friends that are listening to this, my family that listen to this, they know that I am very high strung when it comes to things. So when things tend to happen, I tend to get excited about it, right? And so I'm not one of those people, like let's say my husband was cheating, like I'm not one of those ones that could just be like sitting around waiting for him to come home, playing, you know, really cool and call, um, that's not me. I'm the in your face, this has gotta be said, let's talk about it, oh no, you didn't, that's pretty much me. But I am shooketh. <laughs> Can I say that of how, and let me just say, my husband is not cheating on me. That was just an example, but I'm pretty shook about a situation that happened this week. And again, I'll give it about a week or two and then let me process it all the way. And then I'll come and share. But I was very shocked that I wasn't as responsive. Like I, I, I to, at the time of this recording, I haven't even re, I haven't said anything to the person involved. I have not um, addressed it. And I feel at peace with that. And I'm going to say this. It's probably never have happened in my life has never happened. Like I'm the type of person that I will address things right on. I'm it's, and I don't lack that that part of people like this. Like, oh, I'm not confrontational. I'm confrontational. I am very confrontational. I will address it. I'm not holding nothing in. I'm not waiting until later. I'm not waiting until it's a nice time, a good time. None of that. Like I will dress things head on. I just, I was raised in a house that just is real clear, real to the point. And this sugar coat and stuff just don't work for me whatsoever. So the fact that I am and have been able to remain calm, not address it, I'm shooketh. I am. Now I know that it's going to be some level of, I'm going to obviously have to address it because it affects my family and my home. But I could have easily done it by now. And I just didn't. And I, and, and you know what, for the first time I had this enormous amount of peace, like if I addressed it now, I wouldn't do anything. Like for that person that's involved, it would do absolutely nothing. It wouldn't bring anything to my life. It wouldn't do anything for theirs. And I was like, for that, I can just relax and chill and just wait for the perfect moment. And the perfect moment will reveal itself to me. I am growing up, y'all. Let me tell you something. That in itself is self-care, to be able to have self-control, to not respond, to not feel like I needed to, I didn't feel like I had to justify my own actions because I hadn't done anything wrong, right? And it's good to be on that side of the fence where you know, I didn't do anything wrong. I haven't said anything wrong. This is not my fight. I don't even have to defend myself. Like I, I, I indirectly did, but not in a, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't do anything wrong. Like I didn't have to do that. And that felt, I can't even tell you the joy that that felt like that just felt absolutely amazing to me. I felt, I'm telling you, I felt like a million bucks. I'm telling you, and I'm getting closer to 40. So we are now in the 30 days to 40. And I'm starting to feel a little weird. I'm doing a, um, a series, a little personal series where I'm going to do an activity every single time, every single day and find something that is exclusively for myself. Now I do what's called a toy bration. You may not have heard of that because it's mine. 
And a toy abrasion is a 10 day, usually it's a 10 day celebration that leads up to my birthday. So from uh, my birthday is on May the 10th. So I go from the first to the 10th and I just do this whole little toy abrasion and I do these little activities that I just enjoy. And it could be something as simple as like, okay, I'm going to go out of my way to go to Starbucks because I like Starbucks and I'm going to get something to drink, right? It could be something as, okay, I'm going to go to one of my favorite restaurants and order something only for me. I'm not ordering anything for anybody in my house. I'm not doing anything for anybody. It's just it's, you know, exclusively for myself, but I'm doing 30 to 40. So 30 days to 40. And one of the first things, and I'm going to talk about it and let's see how this goes. I had been saying that I was going to be a plant mom and I'm going to grow some things and I wanted to just have this plant. I wanted to just, I am not really good at keeping anything alive, but you know what? When I really thought about that, I can't say that I'm good at it because I have really never fully tried. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to a nursery and I'm going to learn about whatever plant that I'm going to choose. I'm going to get everything I could possibly need and I'm going to do my best to keep this baby alive. So I'm going to get, a, I'm going to be a plant mom. I'm already a cat mom. I'm already a mom mom. Now I want to be a plant mom. So I will fill you in next week about how that goes. But yes, I am going to probably film it. And I'm not filming it just to film it, but I'm filming it because I want to like have this moment in time. So um, I do have a YouTube and you can find it on Toy Time blog. It's not there yet. Give me some time. Give me a couple days so I can, you know, edit it and things like that. But yeah, I'm going to be a plant mom. I'm excited to be a plant mom. I also said I was never going to be a cat mom. And here I am the worst cat mom, the worst best cat mom in the world. Like the worst part is, is that I'm so extra about how I love this cat, my cat Tiki. And I was like, never, I never have a cat cats. Oh God, no. Now here I am. Like I find outfits for him. Um, he has his own, he gets, he just got, um, Easter, uh, Easter baskets. So that's, if you want to know what type of level of like mom I am, that's how I do with my kids, my actual kids. And I do the same thing with my furry son. So I can't even imagine how I'm going to do with my plant, you know, being a plant mom. Like I'm going to find the best plant, you know, holder. I'm going, it's going to be a thing. So I'm going to film it and put it on my YouTube. I'm going to just enjoy this. So I'm going to be doing different activities every single day for 30 days, just building myself up, thinking about the things that I really love, thinking about the things that I really want, and the things that I want to accomplish. So I look forward to having that moment. I really do. I look forward to doing what I need to do. I look forward to all of it. So I can't wait for you to just hear all the things that I'm doing. It's just going to be an amazing time. And so for me, another part of self-care has been that rest, that rest from that second uh, round of COVID vaccination, the rest of the children being on spring break. That's been amazing. And third, listen, I don't know who people will be having against five below, but five below don't never done me wrong. Never. And so I went into five below, you know, they always have that book section in the middle. It's kind of between the I want to say the hair products and the makeup products and like the toy section, at least at my five below's because I've been to several here in Philadelphia. And um, this particular time I found a gratitude journal. So unlike other journals where it's just a blank canvas and you just kind of write like it's, it's not that type. It literally has prompts for you to write down one thing, at least one a day that you're grateful for. And you fill up the whole month. Now, because I had started 
a couple of days into April, I went back because I keep a really good meticulous account of my days. And I went back and refilled them so that my April calendar will be completely full. And then going from there, it's a one year calendar. So I'm going to go from April to April, making and writing and being clear about my gratitude for each each day. And for me, I just think that's so amazing to be able to do because oftentimes because we're so busy with life, you know, trying to balance everything, life happens, bad things happen, things you can't avoid happen. Um, we tend to forget to be grateful, right? We forget to be grateful, although we're supposed to start our day in gratitude, we don't always do so. We're supposed to start our day being thankful and, you know, and meditating and praying and we don't always do that. So I'm grateful for the gratitude journal that kind of helps to prompt. I don't start it off in the morning, which I probably should do. I'm going to consider doing that. But at least I end my day in gratitude, thinking about what it is at least. I mean, I have more than one thing. Let's be honest, more than one thing that I can be grateful for. But attempting to be, you know, very mindful of the gratitude that I should have. What are the things that I should be grateful for? What are the things that are going to make me feel fulfilled? And what have I done today that's great? So I've been trying to take it a step for like what at one thing that I can be happy about. And if you follow me on Instagram, I'm on there as Toy Time Blog, T-O-I-T-I-M-E Blog, B-L-O-G, all one word. I have been doing my highs and my lows. So, you know, a lot of people, when they're sitting at the table as, as a family, they talk about, you know, what was your highs, what was your lows? I try to do it for social media. And this is the reason why people only will highlight the best part of them. And as you should, to a certain degree, but there's so many regular people who are not influencers, who are not bloggers, who are not creatives or creators, who don't have a business online, who are just online just because they want to connect with friends, they want to connect with family for whatever their personal choices are. And sometimes when you see people's highlighted reels, you get really down in the dumps about what it is that your life is doing. You don't feel as fulfilled. You know, you see somebody else doing something, you start this comparison stuff. When the reality is that we all have our own battle, we all have our own thing that we're all doing. And we have to be more mindful of that instead of trying to put it together where we're supposed to all be you know, a certain way. And so I have been trying to do the highs and the lows of my day to highlight that, yes, I'm here as a creator. I am um, doing what it is that I'm doing. I'm here online. I have this page. I'm doing this blog. I have this podcast, but I also have a bad day. Some days I don't always say the right things to my kids. Some days I don't love my husband the way that I should, right? The way that he needs to be loved or I'm short or I'm frustrated, right? I have fan. Uh, friends that I have little, you know, nuisance and things go back and forth. I have family members that I have, you know, issues with. I deal with depression. I deal with anxiety. I am not perfect. My packaging looks great, but on the inside, I'm working through. I make mistakes even while I'm trying to do the right thing. We don't hear enough of that. We see people doing great. We hear people doing great. So then when you're not having a great day, I wasn't having a great day earlier today. However, the one thing that I try to do every single day is to get right back up and try my hand again. 
right? Try one more time to figure out a way to do it right. Try one more time to fix a mistake that I actually made, right? And then not just fix a mistake. You know, sometimes when you go to fix something, you try to cover it up. No, 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 not, not covering it up. Taking it open and saying, man, this sucks. I completely failed. I dropped the ball. I wasn't there for you when you needed me to be there. I wasn't a listening ear when you needed to be to listen to. I try to be as transparent as I can about this is the other side, and especially for creators, because when you're so creative, like I can go to bed and have to turn my mind off or turn my mind down because I'll get all these amazing thoughts about, oh, I should do this. I should do that. And so when you're a creative, you may find yourself just always on go, just being creative. But for me, my, my creative block will kick in real quick. If I'm having this frustrating moment, because it's like, wait, am I allowed to have this frustrating moment? Yes. You are still a human being who is completely flawed, who has lots of struggles, who has to get it right, who has to do the things that are necessary for her or your life. We are not perfect. We are not where we're supposed to be, but we're striving. And so I share the highs and I share the lows. And there's some that are like super personal. Like one of my children was having a moment. They weren't even in school yet. Like they were on their spring break and I had to contact their therapist and say, hey, I need help with my child. That was a high and a low because it was a high of saying there's nothing wrong with me getting help for my child. But then it was a low saying I wasn't responding to the situation the way I probably should have. I probably could have handled this better, which could have gotten this child out of this situation a lot quicker. But I didn't handle that right. These are the real life situations that people are legit going through every single day thinking that they are not okay and they are. Literally are. So as we end this episode, I just want us to remember being human is not a mistake. We make mistakes in this human life but it's not a mistake. So I want us to try to do our very best and realize that when we make a mistake, you know, you can actually reset at any moment. You know, people, they say they're on a diet, right? They go to eat something wrong and they say, I'll do it tomorrow. It's okay to just say, I'm going to do that in the next moment. The next time I go to eat something, I'm going to make a different choice than the choice that I made before. It doesn't have to be the next day. Y'all be trying to put it off for a whole 24 hour. I'm going to do that next week. Just say, I'm going to start at the next moment. So at this next moment that I go to eat something, I'm going to eat something that makes sense. Eat something that makes, that sounds good. Eat something that is good for me. Not wait until the whole tomorrow, not wait until the whole next month, not wait until the whole next week. You can reset at any moment. Like somebody needs to hear that because I'm telling you when you don't reset right away and have that mindset to reset right away, like when I was having that bad moment with my child, I had to reset as quickly as I possibly could not say the next time that this child has this situation happen again, then I had to reset right then. And then be humble enough to say, Hey child, I said something to you that I feel like it may not have been okay for you. Let's talk about that. Cause those are the things that actually matter. At that moment, the moment that you can actually realize that you've done something that you need to correct, correct it at the moment. Don't wait until the next full fledged time. 
reset. I teach my own children to reset because they have moments too. Can we talk about how the fact that kids um, have the same level of emotion that adults do? And that's the reason, the number one reason why I'm always encouraging them to see a therapist, to see a counselor, to see somebody my parents didn't do that and it's not because it's my parents didn't do it's because that wasn't a thing back in the day but you need to be able to to be real about where you are and reset yourself and not beat yourself up because something didn't add up correctly you know what I'm saying so I want us to do more of that to be able to reset I want us to think about how we can be grateful. And if you need some help, listen, go to five below. And if your five below doesn't have a gratitude journal, I believe it says one year of gratitude is the name of the, of the thing. Look it up online. Maybe you can find it or find something that you can do, but it doesn't matter if it has prompts or not. Dedicate yourself to this gratitude moment for me. I'm old school. I know I have all this technology and new laptops and out here living good. But in the same token, I'm the type of person that keeps a journal, that keeps a planner. I need to write it down. I can't rely on technology. Technology should just be an alarm, at least for me. I like old school feeling the paper in my hand. I like to read books, feel the books in my hand. And that is what I do. So for me, starting this journey of being grateful for one year and walking in this gratitude, because listen, if you can do it for 30 days, you can do it lot longer than that it becomes more of a, a a permanent way of life a permanent way of thinking and I've been very grateful and walking in gratitude for quite some time but it's a different story for when you're literally sitting down and making sure you write out your gratitude you write out how grateful you are you acknowledge it in a different form it really does bring it to the forefront of your mindset so if you want to join, I'm not doing no group or no, we ain't got to do no text messaging. I'm not doing any of those extra things right now. I just want us to try to get into the flow and the habit of doing that because it's important. So I want you to have a great day. I am going to enjoy a glass of wine. You know, on Fridays we get our glass. We put a little bit of wine, at least if you are a wine drinker and maybe you're a smoothie drinker, right? Maybe you're a water drinker. Add a little some um, special fruit making sparkling water whatever it is that you drink for me it's gonna be wine though y'all go ahead with the water go ahead with them smoothies I do those things too but today on a Friday after we done made it through we had a great Easter I've had to go through spring break I've had to have this situation happen that I was in control of after winning in the game getting all the things that need to be get done for my brand after I've done all those things wine a good cold glass of wine is there for me and I'm here for it so that is what's going to be in my cup that's what I'm going to be having for tonight I hope that you because you know it's Friday right I hope that you find a way to celebrate your week and celebrate your wins and you know what and celebrate the losses like man losing sucks but as you lose you grow as you lose you become better so get you your favorite drink mine is going to be wine drink that enjoy that and celebrate the weekend this weekend is going to be self-care it's also going to be <laughs> maintenance weekend which means pedicure manicure all those great things and um the other part of the weekend we'll talk about it in about a week or two and we'll go from there but i wish you a great week as you step into your week next week remember to prepare for your week prepare for your week if you are struggling with meals and struggling with being able to put a meal together and having that healthy meal together, I need you to prepare your snacks, right? I need you to pick a day. It, even if you can't prepare all your meals, prepare a couple days. 
right? Prepare a couple days of meals and also prepare your snacks and also have a plan. Because, you know, having a plan is better than having no plan. Because when you don't have a plan, you just grab anything. When you have a plan, you're able to be prepared. So I want us to prepare for the next week. Have a great week. Have an amazing weekend. And we will see you back next weekend. Lord's will for more conversations with Toy. And I have some amazing guests coming through, coming, coming through in the next couple of weeks. Let me tell you something. I've been networking my behind off and we got some good, good content coming about self-care. We're going to talk about pregnancy um, massages. We're going to talk about um, making sure that we take care of ourselves and using massages as a way of self-care, but more for health benefits. I'm telling you, I cannot wait. So be on the lookout. I will let you know when that drops, but we are going to have some great, great guests who know their stuff. We're talking about people who've been in the field for over 20 something years. I'm grateful for just having the opportunity to listen to people who have that good wisdom. I'm one of those old school people that's like, listen, if my, my great grandmother, when she was here, I would love like sitting right at her knee. I'd always lay at her knee and lay my head down right at her knee or right at her thigh and just lay there and listen. She would just rub my hair and rub my scalp. And you know what? She's not here now, but I still feel her hands rubbing through my scalp sometimes. And I'll still feel like I remember what her smell was like. I remember how her hands felt. And I remember how I felt, how safe I felt laying on her, listening to her. And sometimes when you get around some old school people and some people who have some wisdom, that's how you got to feel. Let them wisdom like lay over you, like soak it in like a sponge. So have a great weekend and we will see you next week. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.